good to see everybody. Hope y'all had a nice meal. There's some more food over there. You can feel free if you didn't get enough or didn't get what you want to go back over there during the this little deal. It's not going to offend me or hurt my feelings at all. So uh, thank y'all again for being here. <clears throat> if you, I don't usually prepare uh, for these nights. I'm not sure why. It just seems like a night that you shouldn't prepare for. So I haven't. So I'm just going to kind of ramble on some things that have uh, kind of been stirring in my heart and my head for the past three or four months. I have poison ivy. I'm sorry. I'm going to itch the whole. That's what you get for pulling kudzu. So, uh, um, what's that? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Three leaves. Um, so anyway, a, a few things I want to share with y'all. And then uh, if there are any questions, kind of the way this works is if you've never been to one, I'll kind of ramble on and y'all ask any questions, make any comments that you have, and we'll see if we can move forward together. Kind of the, the, the picture here is these are the folks who are saying, yes, this is my family, and so we kind of treat it as a family meal. So there's give and take and all of those type of things. So these are the things I've been thinking about, uh, two things I've kind of learned over the past couple of months. And One has to do with the future, and what I've realized is I can't see more than about four to six months in advance when it comes to what we're doing as a church. Everything I've done, or that we've done, where I've tried to plan longer out, or farther, longer term than six months, has not worked. So I think that has kind of settled in for me, and we've been in such a dynamic mode since we got here three years ago. There's been a lot of changes, and many of you have been a part of all of those changes, so some of this stuff is not going to be new to you. For those of you who are uh, maybe new over the last several months, uh, I think you'll see what I'm talking about pretty soon. So one of the things that we have experienced over the last few months is massive overcrowding next door with the kids. If you are a parent and you have children over there or if you've worked over there, you've probably experienced that both in our nursery rooms and in our elementary school room. We've been uh, at or over capacity uh, since February. And it's not going to get better, as you can see, the number of that we have. And it's not. It's not like there's nothing about it. We looked at the, we have about 90 children, and I think 85 of them are nine and younger. So we're, we're that age heavy. And so we've, we, we, we need to address that situation. And so we're looking at... Um, Two doors up, there's a space at Stefan's Restaurant, and we're looking at moving uh, into that space and allowing that to be a, a place where we can take our elementary school kids on Sunday, give them a little more flexibility. Right now, in one room, we have K through 5, uh, fifth grade, and there's not enough room for them to break up into age-appropriate groups, so kindergartners and fifth graders are, are getting the same instruction, which is not ideal at all from a ministry perspective. So moving up the street will let us do that. It'll create some space for our students to meet on Sunday morning and also give us some flexibility with small groups and things for adults. So Hicks Poor, you want to come up here? Uh, This is Hicks Poor. Uh, He's been in our church for a while, and he is kind of running the project from our end. The past two times we've done construction, we bid out the job. We did not bid this one out because our landlord had already contracted with uh, Mike Benningfield's company, Construction Management Associates, she'd already contracted with him to do some work, and we're just kind of uh, grabbing on to that. So for our sake, for the sake of transparency and accountability, we asked Hicks if he would serve as our rep 
kind of project manager, I guess you would say. So um, you have any problems, any questions about what we're doing up there, I'll give you Hicks' cell phone number. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let, he's going to take, he's going to kind of walk you through everything. We need to do an awkward mic transition here. I want him to use this mic so we can record it. And then uh, when he's done with his little presentation, we'll give you a chance. You can ask some questions and there's some other things I want to talk to you about as well. All right, thanks, David. Um, he does actually make notes, I see, but I'll use my notes. Um, okay, like David said, my name's Hicks Poor. Um, David reached out to me a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago, to see if I'd be interested in just kind of overseeing this project. Um, you know, I'm really, I don't know how to see myself. I'm kind of a program manager, owner's rep. Um, my intent is to kind of for us to be as inclusive with this project and make sure that we think of everything ahead of time with construction, furniture, um, technology, and, and then also provide accountability to make sure that we are using the funds appropriately um, and in a manner that will allow the church to continue to grow. And so off the top, um, David... I guess he's going to leave it to me to say, give the overall project cost that we're kind of looking at right now. Thanks, David. Um, we've, run, we've run some numbers, and I'll start with the large number, and then we'll kind of break it down. Um, the project is looking to cost about $100,000. Um, that $100,000, $40,000 of that will come from the current owner of the building. So they are going to throw in some money to help get that space to a position where it is kind of rentable. And then we will run with that and continue to build out the space and provide it with the uh, needs that, that the church needs. Um, also included in that budget, um, we have furniture, appliances, decorations included worth about $15,000. We've got some new AV equipment that's, that we're um, estimating will cost about $4,000. All these are included in the $100,000. Um, I've also got some contingency built in that's about nine dollars to $10,000 just for unexpected costs or anything that possibly uh, we need to add on. Hopefully we have been thorough enough up front where we don't need that. And then there's also, uh, we've got a little issue that Mike Bettingfield is actually going to um, run down, hopefully over the next few days, some potential $6,000 costs that is also included for, uh, that he's going to have to talk to the city inspector about. So we've tried to be as inclusive up front as possible, throw everything in there. Let's kind of look at big picture total costs, and then we can always scale back if we need to. But um, that's, uh, that's kind of where we stand on the finances. Schedule. We're looking to start this project at you know, the beginning of June, so in about two or three weeks. It's going to be about an eight-week project. Um, I'd say an eight-week overall project. That includes construction. That includes us being able to move, receive deliveries, move furniture in, um, move equipment from down here up there. Um, and then we will look to start using the space in early August. Okay, the, um, 
can can y'all put up the kind of the floor plan layout? So this is kind of this the way we're looking at the space. It's gonna be it's gonna be used K through five on Sundays. We wanted to create a space that could on Sunday serve a purpose, but then really throughout the week could serve other purposes for the uh, church body. And so on Sundays it'll be K through five. Um, they can meet in the classroom. They can break out into smaller groups throughout that lobby kind of gathering area. Um, it can be used for family worship services that um, the church wants, uh, kind of a direction the church would like to go in. And and then throughout the throughout the week, the space would be available to the church body. Um, kind of the way I'm looking at it is kind of a uh, hotel lobby with maybe a self-serve coffee bar, um, have three separate spaces where people can gather in small groups, um, the church can hold meetings there, different functions, it can uh, serve purposes for different functions, and, um, and but a space where multiple people can come throughout the week, whether it be for personal business, that people just need a place to get away that's quiet, um, or church functions. Some Wi-Fi. Um, we, I'm not sure yet if we're going to have Wi-Fi. There. Um, no, we um, we definitely want it to be a space that functions for everybody, and and so it will serve purposes that hopefully can provide that. Yeah, the, the 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 um the big meeting room will serve as kind of small group breakouts. Um, um I think the vision is on Sundays um all the K through five will come into the classroom and um the program will start, they'll do a service together and then the different grades will break out into uh some will stay in the classroom, some will move out into the lobby gathering area. Yeah, we 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 have thought about that, about the about using a like an accordion partition. is created for about 35 to 40 kids.
gathering area for a small group. And we think we're, we're talking to Trey, many of y'all here a couple of weeks ago. Trey Moon is our volunteer youth pastor at this point. And he's looking to move the youth back to Sunday morning and have them meet during the 11 o'clock service and be in here for worship. And then they could go up and sit in that front area for their small group as well. Ultimately, what we want to see is a once a month family service, which would be at 1030, independently served with parents and kids. And having that set up allows us to do that. In multiple rooms, there was no way that we could get, that we could accommodate all that we have. And so like, this allows us the most flexibility on Sunday morning and during the week, and it accomplishes what we're trying to accomplish with the kids and the students. Yes. Yeah, we are, we are, our plan for safety, that was a good question, the safety of the kids. Um, our plan for safety was we are planning to lock that front door during the church service time. Um, we will provide a doorbell if a parent needs to go up and access the space, um, but the door will be locked. Now, it will be locked from the outside in, but from the inside out, you can, you know, for emergency purposes, you can e egress, exit that door. Yeah, we'll have a check-in counter um, kind of right back near that classroom door to kind of get people to flow back, check-in, back towards the classroom. Yeah, you've got New York Deli, and then an empty space, and then the Stefan space that we're looking at. That's a good thing, because you know, don't be afraid that if something does happen over there while service is going on, that you'll realize that you're going to get hit maybe by a car or, you know, somebody trying to steal a cell phone or something. I mean, that's just, that, that's just a little unnerving. Yeah. We, we don't have to. All of us, and then I've got, I'll have three kids up there, so I'm hopefully going to think through it today. I'm getting body. If you think about it in terms of distance, it's really not that far. It's, you know, it's 50 feet up. It feels weird because it's a different building and it's on the sidewalk and all of that. But we'll address any of those issues that you have with today. We'll figure out some system if there's something that needs to be communicated for sure. Uh, again, our plan is to kindergarten through fifth grade up there, and then all of fifth will become zero through.
Any more questions? I had a question in the back. Yes. Right. Yeah, well, that, that's a good thought, and we. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bring your checkbook. Every idea has to come Doctor Weber's up there, you guys. <laughs> I don't really know what else I have. Um, you know, <laughs> if anyone's worried about the finishes of the space, we're, we're, the, the current space has hardwood floors. We really want to try to keep those hardwood floors. Um, if we can refinish them, that's going to be the most economical thing to do. Um, obviously, carpet works as well, but we don't want that space to be full of carpet. We want to try to, you know, we want to try to keep, give it that appearance that is kind of a, a neat, clean kind of hotel, lobby, something just a little fancier where people can come and, and relax. And the carpet gets dirty and nasty and holds dust. And, um, and, and then the classroom will have carpet. There will be a stage in the classroom. It won't be elevated. It'll just be a line in the floor that actually transitions to hardwood. Um, there will be an elevated stage in the gathering area so that uh, if someone is, is leading a group, they can be elevated if they need to be. And then a large storage space, um, which is always needed in a church. Yes? Yeah, we are actually, we're looking to um, mount a flat screen TV. Um, we will provide new AV equipment for the 
Um, and, and Les has been working with us on that, um, providing some AV equipment um, for the two spaces. And Les probably hasn't seen this plan yet. Um, so he's kind of been working on some older plans, but we will we'll have that opportunity to. Yes. Yes, they are. I'm worth every penny. Does anybody else have any questions? I got the email. Here's the rent. Right now we pay 4400 a month. And for the first 12 months of the new lease, it'll be 66. That's all three spaces. And the next year it'll be 7000 And the year after that, 7550 a month. So that's, an that's about a dollar a square foot increase every year for the next three years. And uh, it's not that I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the total square footage is. I think it's around 7,000 square feet. So it's a pretty good deal uh, for us. Yes? No? Maybe. There is. Correct. So I'll turn off the microphone for this answer. I'm fine. Never mind. Um, so when we did that, when we first started, we did this building in here. And we had about 30 families. It cost $130,000, and we had it. Lord provided. No. Then when we did this last year, we probably had, I don't know how many people, 175, 190 folks. And when we renovated this and took that space, it cost about $110,000 to do everything. And now we're closer to 225 or 250 people, and our part is $60,000. So I feel like we're moving in the right direction. The price is going down, and the number of people is going up. So, so theoretically, it shouldn't be that difficult. It's just, again, it's just an issue of giving. And so if there's 
if it costs, if our park costs sixty thousand dollars and we only have forty thousand dollars, then we won't have any chairs, and it'll be there won't be couches or there's there's the costs involved with the construction are about seventy two thousand, correct? Is that what Mike said? So that's stuff we have to have or they won't let us meet there. Lights, heating and air, the floors, all of that type of stuff, and then the rest of that number is our furnishings, our finishes, and our equipment. And if we don't have it, we don't have it, and we won't do it. So we're not going to go into debt over this for sure. We've got great guys in the finance group who have, they, they hadn't steered us wrong yet, and so I don't have any reason to believe that they're going to start steering us wrong at this point. They're wonderful. They hear the Lord. They love the church, and they help us make really good decisions. So we feel good about where we're going. And, um, again, if you all have any questions about the building itself, the project, see Hicks, if you have a cousin that got an A in shop and you think he could help, don't, don't, don't bring that to him. If you've got a cousin who's a licensed electrician and he'll do it for free, then you can, you can bring that to us. So if you have suggestions like that, we want to know. We, we, you know. We're paying for it and we're using it, so we want your feedback for sure. Uh, we want to make sure we can do the best job possible, but obviously we can't incorporate every suggestion. So just feel free to let us know about any of that. If you have questions about the finances, Brandon Hutchins, Al Otto, and Peter Tompkins, who I don't think is here tonight, he's uh, traveling. They're the finance team. If you have questions about it from a financial perspective, feel free to talk to them, and they'd be more than happy to open the books and let you see what we're doing. Uh, the past couple of times, we don't do a big push. We don't have pledge cards and campaigns and all of those things. I just say, this is what it costs, and this is the time frame, and give what you can give during that time frame. So it'll be the same thing. Uh, we're looking to start. We want to be in there uh, when school starts back so Penny can have the space starting uh, for the fall with the small groups. So that's where that timetable is coming from. It might seem rushed uh, to some of you, but my goal is for us to be in there by mid-August when school starts back because it will affect what she does from a ministry perspective and it will also affect our students. So uh, I'll mention it on Sunday morning with the whole body. And we'll just say, this is what it costs, and this is what we need, and give. So y'all can go ahead and be thinking about that and praying about that, and you can give how the Lord leads you, and we'll talk a little bit more about that on a Sunday. So tying into that, if you were here the last time we did this or the time before that, one of the things that I've been looking forward and looking forward to for a long time is hiring an associate pastor. It's something I've felt like we needed um, for my sake and for y'all's sake, I feel like we need somebody else to pastor in three particular areas to help on Sunday morning, to help with small groups, and to help with leadership development. When And we were on the road to do that 100%. We had 10 or 12 people apply. We had done a first round of interviews. We had three guys that we had invited back for a second round of interviews, and they, they were good. They were solid candidates. I was really excited about it. When this kind of became a pressing issue with the kids in the space, in uh, mid-March, it became pretty obvious that we weren't going to be able to do both at the same time. And so uh, we've decided to move in the direction of expanding the space, and we're putting the associate pastor thing on hold indefinitely. So that was pretty disappointing to me. I pouted for seven or ten days, and I got over it, and it's, it's where we are. Um, it's, it, it's where we are. So it wasn't because of a lack of candidates. We had good candidates. They were strong. It wasn't a lack of uh, effort on our part. We, I felt like we had a good process. We had a good team working through everything. It just it got down to it. And for me, 
as someone who this is what I do for a living, I feel like I can't ask somebody to commit to us if we can't commit to them. And that was a position we would have been in. We had the, the money for this is up front. We've got to pay it, and we've got to pay the rent. And so then it would get down to every month do we have enough to pay this guy's salary. And I, did, I wasn't comfortable asking somebody to come on when it was questionable whether we would have enough money to not only pay for the increased rent but to pay for an extra full-time salary. I, again, I just wasn't willing to take the risk in that asking somebody to really you know, quit their job or move down here or put their family at risk for that. So uh, that's kind of where we are on that. It's not something I'm willing to give up on. We just felt like at this point we needed to address this situation with the kids. Those are folks that we do have, and they've, it needs to be addressed. That's a growth area for us. Space is probably the scarcest thing on the square, and space that's close to us with our landlord is even uh, more scarce. And so when the opportunity presented itself, we felt like we needed to move in that direction. So that's where we are with that. Again, my hope and kind of the way I've left it with the leadership team is when we're able, as soon as we're able, I want to jump back in and uh, look for an associate and kind of make that happen. But we're just, we're not there yet. So that's, that's some, I've had some people say when Trey Moon stood up here two weeks ago and said he was the youth pastor, he's a volunteer. We didn't hire him. He's not the associate. He's a wonderful guy, but I just want y'all to know that, you know, he was not, he's not full-time staff. He's a volunteer. So go easy on him as he steps into the student ministry. So that's kind of future-oriented. What I was saying is I haven't done a, for me, I think I'm realizing the limitation in trying to see beyond four to six months because things change, and for whatever reason, maybe just to keep me humble, the Lord seems to not give me very much direction beyond that. So that's kind of where that associate pastor thing lands. That's something I've been looking forward to for a year. I just couldn't foresee the way we would grow. So that's that. Feedback, second big thing that I've been uh, kind of chewing on really since December or January. Uh, there are a lot of things I think we do really well, and one thing I don't think we do great is kind of close the feedback loop. So we say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we do it, but we never come back around and give testimonies or say, this is how it worked, or this is what happened, or this is what didn't work. There's, we never kind of close that feedback loop, and I take responsibility for that, but it's an area where I, I feel like the Lord's kind of been pressing me and saying we need to do a better job, and by we, I guess I mean me, do a better job of closing that feedback loop. Our church is getting a little larger. When we were small and there were 30 people, I knew everybody and people knew me. It was pretty easy for folks to give me feedback, and now we've gotten a little bit larger, and, and you might feel like, well, the door's closed, or I can't call, or I can't email, or he's hypersensitive, and so if I say this, he's going to get mad, or something like that, and so in this context, what I want to say is we need it. I say regularly God speaks to the body through the body, and y'all are the body. And if y'all are saying, I'm in, we need to hear from you. We need to hear from you about this building. We don't have all the best ideas. Some of the best ideas are out here. We need to hear. Small groups, we need to hear what's happening and what you want to see. All of those kind of things we need to hear. I got this email today. So this is an example of the feedback I'm looking for. It's titled, Please. For future reference, do not plan any dinners the last week of school. I don't want to make you feel bad, but seriously, don't do that. <laughs> to make you feel better, I have never been to church more times than I've been in the last two to three years in my whole life ever all combined. So 
That's how you give feedback. You can tell, you can use a stick, but also give me a carrot somewhere in there as well. But I want, we need it. We need to know that. We don't, absolutely. What I've said from a year is I don't want me or the staff to become a bottleneck when it comes to ministry. That's not helpful for anyone. Then the capacity of our church to affect our community is limited by who is paid and by the organizational structure that we create. That is not good. What we want to see instead of a tree where everything is centralized is more like a field where there are all these sprouts coming up independent of one another. And so as we move forward into the summer and the fall, the thing I want to encourage y'all is to say, take ownership. If you're saying this is my church, then make it your church, not just a place that you come and sit on Sunday morning. Look for ways to get involved. If you're not, if it's difficult for you to get involved, call me, email me, call Kim. She's nicer than me. Email her. <laughs> Push a little bit. It's fine. Somebody said um, a couple of years ago, one thing about this church that I like is it's difficult to go there sometimes. And that's a kind of a compliment and not a compliment at the same time. And I don't want it to be hard for any of y'all to be a part of this church. If you leave at some point because God's called you somewhere else, I'm good with that. If you leave at some point because there's something you don't like about the direction of the church, I'm okay with that. If you leave because you don't feel cared and loved for, I'm not okay with that. And so I don't want that to be happening. And so I need to know, and we need to know, what's going on. So this is permission for everyone. Feedback is good. I need it. Kim needs it. Penny needs it. We all need it uh, as leaders. And so I'm going to give you uh, a little feedback um, coming up front. Those three areas... Sunday morning, leadership development, and small groups. They still need to be addressed, although we don't have an associate pastor to do that. Those are still areas of need. I'm working on something Sunday morning. I've talked to a couple of guys. We have several people in our church who feel called to plant churches, and I'm going to try to start working with them this summer and next school year, and you should be hopefully seeing them on Sunday morning. So I think that will take care of that piece. The small groups were, I think, very successful for a first year doing it. I think we had about 150 people each semester go through small groups, which is phenomenal for a church our size. That's 75 to 80 percent of the people who show up on a Sunday morning in a small group. Most people will take that any day of the week. So that's phenomenal. We had a lot of folks who had never led small groups before lead them. So I'm, I'm really happy with our small groups for the last school year. And I want us to push in a couple of different directions moving forward. Now, I want you to just go ahead and be thinking about this. We're going to we're going to lock in small group leaders in July. This gives you plenty of time to pray and to begin to think about it. I'm looking for three things. One, the groups like we did in the past. Short-term kind of topical groups, whether it's a Bible study or art within group or you know whatever kind of thing you want to do. Yoga, those type of things that we've had in the past. 100%, let's keep doing that. Uh, the second type is a school year long small groups. That's more of a traditional small group, something that will start August, September, and end sometime around May. And I would say if that, that's really for people who kind of have a pastor's heart because you're looking at walking with a group of people for eight or nine months. One of the things we did here was I just got to know folks and now my group is, is over. And so this kind of addresses that issue. We want to continue to have some of those short-term groups because some people here August to, to May and they're like, I'm out, I don't want to do that, it's too big a commitment. And so these shorter-term groups are an easy way in for a lot of people. But I do know there are people who are asking for more relationally. And so we want to have a few of those groups. And the last type of group, I'm not quite sure I can explain, but I'm going to try 
We're, I'm calling them kind of missional small groups, small groups that are based around doing something. A lot of our groups now are based around uh, studies or t- books, kind of talking, those, which are all wonderful. And I'm really looking for some groups, maybe three to five, that are focused on doing something in the community. Some of y'all have similar interests, almost like causes kind of that, you know, you, you carry those burdens and those banners, and maybe those are some things you can rally around. We have some folks who've said, you know, we want to do some work with the poor. That'd be a great missional small group. And maybe y'all meet a few times a month, and once a month you do something out in the community. Or folks who have environmental things that they want to do, or some of y'all don't drink pasteurized milk, and so maybe there's something around that that you want to... Whatever, those missional... There are, a lot of, there are people here that don't drink pasteurized milk. <laughs> so... But, you know, whatever, kind of those missional-minded, service-oriented groups. I'd like us to three, four, or five of those in the fall. So if that's something, one of the things we've said about our church is we, there, there are a lot of people who are bent towards service. And for some of you, there, hasn't, there have not been outlets for that. There haven't been a lot of concrete and clear avenues for you to serve. I think these small groups might scratch that itch. So anyway, I want you all thinking about that. The other thing, this leadership development piece, that's a huge issue for me. We, I say all the time, we need people doing their deals. That's the only way our community's ever transformed is as more and more of us are doing what God has called us to do. And right now, it might be difficult for some of you to, one, to discern your deal, but once you know what it is, it's like, well, where am I, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to even begin to engage this? in my life, and it's, a, it's an area of lack for us as a church, having any type of process for that, and so this is one of the things I'm looking for, and I'm really looking for some response from y'all, not tonight necessarily, but I want y'all thinking about it and praying about it. Last week at prayer, uh, Kim uh, was leading prayer, and she said, I want y'all to just go outside, I want you to ask the Lord three questions, and just kind of listen to see what he said, and the first question was, why are we here? Why are we on the square? And then she had a question about what's our relationship with other churches, and then what we should do. And so I went out there, and, and the, I just said, God, you know, what are we doing here? And the, the word that kind of came to me was hub. And um, I was thinking about it in terms of, you know, the hub of a wheel. But then pretty quickly I moved off of that to hub, like Hartsfield is a hub for Delta. It's a central place where folks are coming from various places and being rerouted to their destination. And I think when it comes to this idea of helping people do their deal, I think where we need to move is towards some type of a leadership hub. Where, and I don't have any idea what that looks like. That's just, again, kind of the word that I got. I'm 90% certain it was from the Lord, so we'll see. But I think that's the, the direction that we meet, need to move in. Where we've got folks coming from, all of us are coming from different places, and most of us are moving into a different place. Our deals are all different. And so if we have one streamlined process, it probably won't hit but the people who fit in that one streamlined process and a lot of people are going to get left on the outside so again I think the kind of the picture for us is what would it look like for us to create a leadership hub where people who are trying to figure out what their deal is can do that and people who know can then be encouraged to move forward so that's I just want y'all think for some of you like I don't care whatever don't worry about it others that's going to spark something in you and we need your help and I need to hear from you as you pray and think about what that could look like. And for some of you who you're struggling right now, we need, what, would, what do you need? What would help you 
move forward. And some of you who have moved forward, maybe if you could let us know what did it for you, what kind of helped you, what clicked for you and allowed you to push in to your thing. Kind of as we grow more and more into who God wants us to be corporately, I really feel like that's part of our gift to the body of Christ is helping people figure out what their deal is and then to begin to do that. And to me, that's going to unlock a lot of potential in our community. So we, need, we just need to figure out how to do that. And I'm saying, I think for a long time I was thinking this associate will do it, which probably was not great leadership on my part. And, but we don't have that now. And so we need to figure out how to move forward with that. So I want you all thinking about that. I want you to let me know. Uh, two other things. This, this is, might seem small, but uh, it's not. Worship. Uh, worship is an area where we've really been trying to grow uh, pretty intentionally over the last, I would say, 9 to 12 months. And I feel like we've grown a lot corporately in worship. I don't know if some of you are feel people, and it kind of feels different on Sunday mornings. I think now it used to, there were a lot of Sundays that kind of felt like there was a lid on the church, and it was kind of difficult to connect with the Lord. And I think more and more that's changing, and that's wonderful. And thank you all for all of that. Two things that might seem small. One, please don't get coffee during the middle of worship. Please. Get it before. You can get it during my sermon. I don't care. But during worship, what we're trying to create is an atmosphere where people can connect with the Lord. And when the microwave beeps, it's a little distracting. I'm not calling anyone out in particular just in terms of etiquette for just etiquette. We're trying to create a culture for, we have a lot of people coming to church here who you say worship, they don't have any idea what you're talking about. They've never, you know, for them, either they haven't been to church or the churches they went to, worship was completely different. It might organs and hymnals and some things like that. There wasn't this expectation of really connecting with the Lord. And we're trying to change that with what they experience here. And that's up to us. Leaders lead and y'all are leaders. And so we just need y'all to lead in worship. And there might be times where you don't really feel like engaging, and that's when it's all the more important. So... Just my challenge to y'all, if, if this is it for you, if this is your body, I want to see all of us leading in worship. Don't look for Bo and Les and those guys to always have to set the pace. We can set it for them in a lot of ways. There's more of us than there are of them. There's five of them. There's 120 of us in the room. And so let us kind of set the pace in worship. And again, just a small thing, when we're in worship, just engage. Don't talk and get drinks and all that stuff. You can do that. Again, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you do that. You've got to have a cup of coffee halfway through. You probably have a problem if you can't make it a whole hour and a half without getting it. But if you have to, do it, do it during my deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings one bit. I won't embarrass you or anything like that. Um, second thing, Pathfinders. Uh, transitioning this uh, next couple of weeks, uh, a lot of people have given a lot of time over the past year for Pathfinders, and they're going to get the summer off and we have a summer schedule and I was asking Penny how many slots we need to cover the summer guess 176 that's how many slots we need covered over the course of the summer we have six we need 16 people a week for 11 weeks I'm pretty sure that's 176 isn't it it's something like that so we again that's that's us and so I just want to encourage you to really pray about serving one week and if you have a kid in Pathfinders, I would strongly encourage you to serve one slot. So Penny will tell you more about that. We usually don't have any problems filling, getting people to do that. So let me just encourage you to, to do that as we um, 
move forward. So just in terms of expectations, I was reading something that said that one of the issues in churches, and this is probably for us, is if people don't know what's expected, it's hard to know what to do. And so that's why I'm just trying to lay out some expectations. Worship, we want you to engage the Lord. For me, if all of the ministry happens because of what I say and what happens after we're done as a church, that's not good. And what we want to do again during worship is create an atmosphere where God can work in people's hearts regardless of what's being said or sung or done. So that's us leading in worship. Another expectation, if this is your body, is just look for opportunities to serve. And I would say Pathfinders is a great one. That's a ministry-oriented role. It's not child care. Penny's pretty intent on saying we want to minister to these kids. And so it's a great way to do it. One week, one slot this summer, just one week. We do it. We can cover everything. We won't have to close any rooms or do anything like that. What you got? One. Correct. It would be serve babies at 9 o'clock or elementary school at 11 o'clock. That's it. So we have 176 lines on our sheet. We need um, two people per room per service. So just look for an opportunity to do that. It would be great. What else y'all have? Questions, comments, feedback? Come on. Y'all are still thinking about that building, aren't you? Is it going to be nice? Okay. That was nice. We'll take that feedback. All right, so here's the thing. Yeah, what you got, Steve?
Sorry. Yeah, she was on top. Seven pigs on the back of this. Anybody else? Okay, just me. So this is recap. Expanding down the, up the street, $60,000. See Hicks with any questions. No associate pastor for right now. So we are going to become associate pastors of one another, particularly in the areas of small groups, leadership development. Feedback, I need, we need, I want you to feel free to bring what you have. You have suggestions on this. You have suggestions on what we're doing. We need to hear God speaks to the body, through the body, and that's y'all. Um, 
this idea for, for me, the thing that I really want y'all thinking about for feedback is this leadership hub. What might that look like? If you're someone who's really trying to figure out how to get engaged in my deal, what would help you? What, would, what could this church do that would help you do that? So please let me know that, and we'll start processing all of those things. I'm going to pray, and then y'all can feel free to hang out, eat the rest of the food that's there. What do you need? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to clean up. So um, I'll do it. I already have the microphone. So we need to clean up. And after I guilted you with all the service and all that stuff, you really don't have any choice but to stay and help. <laughs> this is what needs to happen. We, we're setting up for a spa for the soul on Thursday, so we're going to leave four tables up, correct? Four round tables. One, two, three, four. Uh, the rest of the round tables we need to break down, put back there in that closet. The chairs we need to kind of clear out so we can vacuum, and then uh, we need to set the, set the rest of the chairs back up. We'll need to clear the food, take out the trash, all that good stuff. Um, if you have children, you, you're off the hook. You don't need to feel like you've got to keep them over there so you can stay and help. There's enough of the rest of us who can do that. Isn't that okay? So you could, yeah. You, you'll help us the most by getting them out of here. So not just your kids, all of our kids. So I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll go. Again, thank you all so much for being here. I don't hug you with my arms, but I hug you with my heart on a regular basis. Lord, I do thank you for this group. It's wonderful uh, to have this group uh, of folks to walk through life with and all of these things. It's just a, it's, I'm amazed at the people that you've brought to this church and the people that you've given me the privilege of pastoring. And so just bless them. Thank you for them, Lord. And I pray as we kind of move into this next stage where we're expanding and trying to do some different things, ministry-wise, that you just give us grace to grow together. Uh, there be uh, grace given uh, from all of us to all of us. Uh, we would always choose to uh, think the best of what someone else is doing and not the worst. So God, would pray you provide for us with this expansion, um, and particularly in these areas of ministry with worship. We thank you for what you're doing. And God, my prayer, I think our prayer, is that during worship we would see people saved coming to faith during worship without anything being said because your spirit is so rich in this place and you're speaking directly to folks who come in and we would see people healed and guided and directed and all of those things as we worship. And so I pray you continue to grow us in that area. And God, for all of us who are trying to figure out what our deals are and then to engage those things, God, that you'd show us and help us as a church to help one another move forward. The potential to me is just magnificent. If even just the people in this room, the 90 out of the 250, if we could engage our deals, what our community would look like. I, I can't even imagine that. So continue to guide us and direct us moving forward. We pray that you would continue to be gracious and kind to us. We need you more than anything. You're all that we have. And Lord, we lean fully and completely upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.